What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of Asian MMA. This episode is brought to you by my tardiness in getting this episode out. I apologize. I'm Dana Bluen, and this is your Asian MMA Weekend Recap from May 24th to 26th, 2019. We start this recap in Japan, which coincidentally also happens to be where we're going to end the recap and also spend all the time for the recap. Pretty much the only thing we had going on this week was Japan MMA. But we start with Pancrase 305. And then we have some interesting news bits to cover from both Risen and Deep Jewels. Now, I've got to say, Pancrase 305 was, in fact, a really good card. And I've been watching Pancrase since way back in the day, since I started watching MMA in the early 2000s, late 90s. And so I always really enjoy Pancrase on a nostalgia level. For me, it just sort of tugs at those heartstrings. I really love it. And I'm gonna pull the full I'm gonna put up the full results for Pancreas 305 on AsianMMAPodcast.com so you can see the full results there. But first I, I really want to talk about the main event uh, where we saw Asio Kobayashi unify the featherweight strap against a very game interim champ, Nazarino Malagari. And this was a five-round banger that had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. Now, going into the fifth, I had both of these guys winning two rounds apiece. So going into the fifth, it could go either way. And they both look good. I mean, it. I didn't know what was going to happen, but the fifth kicks off. And this is where Kobayashi turns it up. And he puts on the pressure to get the win. Wins the round. Wins the victory. You know, ends up, you know, unifying the belts. But I mean, just... The fifth round, you don't know what's going on. And, you know, this, this is what MMA is. This is what you want the final fight, the main event on your card to be. I mean, the drama, the story that evolved during the fight. You know, this is what a fight is. This is what it should be. And it was fantastic. I mean, for a main event, you know, all the way through five rounds, like I said, edge of my seat. Could have gone either way. Fantastic fight. The other fight on this card that, that really stood out to me, it really was a, a great one for me, having been a fan of Asian MMA for so long, was a fight between two legends of the game, Yuki Kondo and Akira Gano. Now, both of these guys have careers going back to the 1990s. Right? They fought in the biggest organizations in the world, UFC, Pride, Shudo, Deep, K1, Pancrase, the list goes on. You know, and just what an epic matchup to have on the card, right? To have this fight on the card in itself is just amazing. For it to be a Pancrase card is amazing. You know, this is another one that went the distance. This went all three rounds. But, you know, what we saw was what made the difference here for Kano was the pressure and the work rate. And that was the story of this fight for him. High pressure, high work rate, and that's what won him the decision. You end up taking home the UD. But fantastic fight, especially if you're an old school fan of Asian MMA. This is a fight you wanted to check out. Now, moving on, uh, this coming weekend, oh, we have Risen 16, which this card looks to be really good. I'll be covering that, of course, in the next um, Asian MMA weekend recap. So 
you know, be sure to check out next week's when I'll be covering that on the podcast. But they also announced that Risen Fighter, fighter Rina Kubota, she'll be facing Lindsay Van Zant at Bellator 222 on the 14th of June, Madison Square Garden. This is going to be interesting for a few reasons. Um, the, the primary one of which is this is Rina's first time fighting outside of Japan. Also, it's a huge stage, Madison Square Garden, a lot of history attached to that. But fighting for the first time outside your country in such a huge time difference, going all the way to the East Coast, it'll be interesting to see if that plays a role in this fight for her because now, if it's a factor, it could really impact her negatively. Hopefully, she gets there with enough time to sort of acclimate to the time shift, you know, sort of get, in, get ready for that climate in New York. You know, it's going to be summertime, sort of humid, maybe a little bit stickier than she's used to in Japan. But, I mean, if she does well with the transition into the U.S., it's going to be a great fight. You know, I, I think it's going to be really, really good. And, of course, this whole Bellator card is stacked anyway, so... I'll be checking it out no matter what. Now, in other news from Japan, we now know that UFC Risen and Pancras veteran Rin Nakai will return after more than a year out of the sport. She's coming back at Deep Jewels 24 on June 9th. Her opponent, well, this is kind of funny. Her opponent is 0-2 fighter Kiao Prachamwang. Both of her previous fights have been in Bangkok-based promotion Full Metal Dojo. Here's a little odd fact for you. I actually refed her last fight back in 2017, which was a losing bid against Cambodian standout Tarat Sam. And I hate to say this. I really don't want to say this, but it, it does feel like she's just kind of being set up to be fed to Rin as a tune-up. Um, I hope that's not what it ends up being, but it sort of does feel that way. I'd, li- I'd, like to see, uh, I'd like to see her pull something out here, but unlikely. They're also fighting at 58kg, which I believe when I refed Kiao against uh, Tarat Sam, she was 52. So, I mean, maybe she put on significant weight in those two years, but I, I guarantee you Rin is going to be a jacked, jacked 58 if the fight's actually at 58. Anyway, guys, that is all I have for you today. To stay up to date with all things Asian MMA, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and Facebook. I will have all the links down in the show notes. Check it out.